Hi, welcome to another episode of Paul Don Power, Power System Designs podcast on the latest in power and power design. I'm your host, Alex Paul, and today we're lucky to have Anthony Congatz. He's the CEO of CapEx. They make uh, embedded solutions in various spaces, but we want to talk about power today. Isn't that right, Anthony? Welcome to the show. Hi, Alex, and thank you for having me. Yes, power is a big deal, and particularly when we start talking about the Internet of Things. Well, that's exactly it. I mean, the Internet of Things has really brought power management into very, very sharp focus, especially when it comes to all of the myriad portable and small devices that are out there. Isn't that right? I mean, a lot of challenges to the engineer. There are, and particularly so when you think of what are the energy storage devices available to the designers of the Internet of Things, particularly when we're talking about wearable devices, uh, active um, or smart credit cards, etc., Geez, it's, it's really tough out there to find a battery, for instance, that can do it all. Well, and that's the thing is that we've got, there are actually players out there making thin film batteries and we've got capacitors and we've got super capacitors, but the bottom line is the energy's got to be stored, it's got to be managed, and it's got to be done so in a relatively inexpensive, relatively straightforward and relatively transparent way, right? Correct. And that's where, that's where companies like CapEx come in and I was very pleased to hear that you already mentioned supercapacitors. So we make supercapacitors, and in fact, we've just brought out a very, very thin line of supercapacitors, particularly targeted at some of those devices like the smart credit cards, energy harvesting modules, wearable devices, medical devices, etc. Well, now, Anthony, I mean, that's a big form factor range. When I think about uh, something like, say, for example, a cell phone or a Wi-Fi hotspot, and then I think of a credit card, that's a massive size challenge. It certainly is. We uh, have just launched our thin line of supercapacitors, and we've really pushed the envelope here, no pun intended, to get them as small as possible. We've got them now down to 0.6 of a millimetre thick, uh, 600 microns, and we're aiming... We think we can get them substantially thinner than that even you know, um, in the future. So that means that now you can start putting supercapacitors inside smart credit cards and other really thin devices, and now you start to have a solution to meet all those power challenges that the design engineers are facing today. Mm-hmm. Now, Anthony, are we talking, is that with? Packaging that thin, I mean, or is, does it not require packaging because of the way you've designed it and are, are making it? What are the actual um, constraints, are, or are there any? Well, that does include packaging. So that's the whole kit caboodle. And um, the packaging obviously has some thickness associated with it as well, and that's one of the areas that we'll be looking at in the future for even further thickness reductions. But... Coming back to the issue of what around these devices, the, we still, in many cases, will need a battery or the super, for the, and a supercapacitor will then complement the battery, or in some cases we might even replace the battery. But it's, it's the, the challenge in the power budget that really excites us at CapEx is you know, how do you typically, and you mentioned thin film batteries, how do you possibly go and use a thin film battery when you want to draw out maybe a peak current that might run into the amps or hundreds of milliamps and you've got thin film batteries that really can't provide anything like that. 
and that's where the supercapacitor comes in. Being that thin now, we, we do a great job of, of complementing the, the thin form battery, adding the supercapacitor, and we can now provide all those peak currents that the uh, thin film batteries can't do. Well, and that makes a lot of sense, Anthony, because in, especially when you're talking about wireless devices, you've got things like handshake and you've got times when you really have to pulse that energy and a lot of storage solutions of the, at that scale just can't handle it. Exactly. And, it's, you know, it's wireless transmissions, it's the vibration alerts, you know, that might be in a medical device or a, a fitness application or, or phone, GPS um, even refresh, um, a refresh on a screen display. For instance, e-ink uh, requires quite a large um, pulse uh, load just to change the display, although it doesn't draw much current after the display is changed. So there's a whole lot of, um, <coughs> of features there in these small devices, the IoT-type devices, where you do need pulse power and you can't get that out of the out of a battery, you know, whether it's a, a thin film battery, a solid-state battery, lithium silver oxide or, the, or your coin filter, all of them struggle to provide those sorts of pulse loads. And our supercapacitors then, used in conjunction with those sorts of batteries, <coughs> enable you to extend the battery runtime and the cycle life, and especially so when it gets cold. Boy, when it gets cold, those batteries really die quickly. And, and our supercapacitors have a wide temperature range, everything from plus 85 Celsius, that's Celsius now, not Fahrenheit, uh, right down to minus 40 Celsius. So we've got a very wide range. The same in we Fahrenheit. Very Sorry? No, I was joking. Which is the same in Fahrenheit. Minus 40 is the place where they both cross. Exactly. Damn cold. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so... Um, so, you know, we do a good job of supporting those, those peak loads. But you know what? That's not the only place where you want to use our thin line of supercapacitors in the IoT. The other one is where you might be getting energy um, from a, a low power source or a variable power source. And I'm particularly thinking here of energy harvesting modules that might be using some sort of ambient energy like solar or vibration, even RF power or thermoelectric. And they're you don't have that high charge rate and, and a steady um, uh, a supply of energy. So you've got to use something like a supercapacitor that's easily recharged and, and typically recharged ultra quick, much faster than what a battery can, so you can then go and, and function. And so smart building controls would be one example here where you want to use this other feature of the uh, thin-line supercapacitors in conjunction with something like an energy harvesting module. Yes, it makes a tremendous amount of sense when it comes to energy harvesting for the reasons you just stated. Um, that short, sometimes very transient, sometimes very dynamic power, it's sometimes difficult to, to do it with any other method. But I have another question, Anthony. Let's say, for example, well, first off, uh, can you describe the line? What what sizes are currently available? Is it custom? Do you have ready-made uh, uh, supercapacitor sizes for our audience, or do they come to you and they say, we need this size and you can make it? No, currently we do have um, some standard sizes. We've got <coughs> three different uh, footprints, and they are what we call our A series, our W series, and our S series. 
The A series is, is 19.5 millimetres by 20 millimetres, so the size of a small postage stamp. The W is a bit larger at 28.0 millimetres by 20.2 millimetres, and the S is 39 by 20.2 millimetres. Now, there are standard sizes. If because we expect that the Internet of Things is going to bring out some massive um, disruptive technology, we're perfectly you know, expecting to, to look at new form factors as new applications come to market that demand that. But there are three standard sizes at the moment, and then the thicknesses of those devices um, range from 0.6 of a millimetre to 0.7 to 0.9 of a millimetre. That's our thin line. And uh, that, that will give you capacitance in the smallest device, which is our A-series, 60 millifarad, 120 milliohms, 0.6 of a millimetre thick, right up to, um, if I'm now looking at our S-series, you'd be looking at um, 540 millifarads, 16 milliohms only at 0.9 millimetres. So there's nine different products in there, the three different form factors by three different um, thicknesses of 0.6, 0.7 and 0.9 millimetres. Um, I should say that this is just one small part of the, the CapEx Supercapacitor range. We then have our standard single and dual cell range, um, which sits above that. And in fact, now we go all the way up to, to prismatic cells that are in the order of uh, 5,500 uh, 5 farads per cell. So. Now, these are big guys meant for the automotive market, just to give you an idea of the, the range of the, uh, of the product range which we have there. Well, it's good for the audience to know that it is available in larger sizes, even though we are talking about the small ones right now. Now, the other question right. I had was, let's say I walk in the front door and I say, I want to put your solution in mind. What support do you mm -hmm. offer the community to get your products you know, because obviously if it's not properly deployed and properly installed, it's not going to give the engineer exactly what they're looking for. So what support do you give the engineering community to make sure that the devices are properly uh, installed and used? Alex, I'm glad you asked that question. One of the things that I'm really proud of at CapEx is the quality of our um, electronic design engineers, and we offer our customers uh, power electronic design services um, and so there's a lot of great digital engineers out there, but what we're finding often is that our, our clients, our customers can really do with some help when it comes down to um, optimizing the, the power solution. And uh, it, it, we have often found situations where clients have come to us and they've, they've got a, a preliminary design in there and then we've been able to work with them and often we've achieved significant cost reduction um, by helping them redesign their circuit and improve the performance at the same time. Just because you know, we've got so much knowledge and experience of what works and what doesn't work when you come into supercapacitors and you might need, for instance, very low leakage current um, or you tr you know, depending on what you're trying to achieve. So we, we're very happy and we fully expect that we will provide our full engineering resources to help our customers get up quickly with the um, quickest time to market, with the cheapest solution and the highest reliability. Uh, very nice, Anthony. I'm glad our audience yet said that because, well, it's important to not only have a solution but have the best way of deploying that solution because the best tool in the world is not going to work if you can't hold it right. Correct. 
So, Anthony, one thing I'd like to do before I, we end the podcast is I always give my guests the opportunity to have the last word. So it could be a little bit more about the product or the company or just a tip for our audience, but the floor is yours. Well, thank you, Alex. That's uh, being married. That's not an opportunity I often get at home. But, look, I want to talk <laughs> on it. And, and what I'd like to say to, to everyone listening is that we at CapEx, we invite you, come and contact us, Anyone who's involved in, in um, the Internet of Thing type devices, anyone who has a power problem, uh, anyone who is looking, who's dissatisfied with the performance of their battery solution typically, come and contact CapEx and we're confident that if we get the chance to work with you, we can help you obtain your goal on budget in time and give you a great solution and that's part of something we'd be delighted to be part of your growth story as well. Excellent. So, Anthony, what's the uh, website? The website is very simple. It is www.cap-xx, so it's cap-xx.com. Excellent. Hey, Anthony, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us on this show. I'm always happy to have somebody put another tool in the box for my audience, and uh, small power solutions are definitely what are needed for this new Internet of Things. Alex, it's been my pleasure. We'll, de we'll definitely drag you back on the show to talk about it because this is obviously a moving target and you're definitely not just going to sit still in it. Correct. Now, we'd be happy to come uh, back and help you. Sweet. Thanks, Anthony, again. And I'd like to thank everybody out there in the audience for taking the time to be with us. We wouldn't be here without you. Tell your friends. This is Alex Paul for Paul on Power. Have a great day. <laughs> 